hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. Happy mid-season finale, everyone. I know. I feel like this kind of snuck up on us. Yeah, surprise. Um, I was surprise. I was talking about I was actually talking about at the start of this episode. I was thinking this has been like a really laid back season of Riverdale. Polly, it has notwithstanding the stakes have felt pretty pretty low key and consistent for the first half. And I was like, when's something really big gonna happen? Yeah, hopefully, hope. Oh and wait, then, I and guess and then something no. big did happen. Oh, I guess this was big, kind of. What happened? There was a prison hmm. break. Right, I guess. I mean, for Riverdale, is that big, though? Well, like, that's I, I thought it was a really good idea, just because they yes. have, over the years, managed to put so many recurring characters behind bars. It was clever. Prison Break was like, was like a genuinely good threat to the town. Do I wish some people who were dead were still alive? Yes. Am I talking about Hal or Brett? I'm talking about both Hal and Brett. <laughs> R.I.P. Brett. I think Brett might be on a different show. I'm pretty sure he's doing a thing. And I think that's why he's not around as opposed to they just need to kill the preppies for story purposes. <laughs> but I'm not sure which show that is. So I'll have to do research on that. But yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> so there's, I think this one's going to be big. I think there's going to be a lot to talk about in this episode. Yeah. You know, I'm excited. I've, uh, got, I'm a... <clears throat> I've got a question for you though. Okay, well, what is your question? This one comes from our fan uh, Instagram, Caitlin.theory, which sounds like a made-up name you would use. <laughs> I know, it really does. I was just going to say. So this like, is a question oh. from your Finsta. Amazing. Uh, do you think the trash bag killer uses scented trash bags? You know, okay, so I'm a big fan of those scented trash bags. Um, but the problem with scented trash I'm just going to give my opinion on scented <laughs> trash bags. Right, I if think... you were a serial killer... <laughs> If I was a serial killer, I would use them. But the problem with scented trash bags, even though I do think that they are good overall, is that when you smell the scent of the scented trash bag, now you associate it with trash. I can't really <laughs> explain it because the scented trash bag, it does mask the smell, but it always kind of smells like your trash plus the smell. Uh -huh. So. So right, it's not lemon scented, it's trashy lemon scented. <laughs> exactly. It's like it doesn't smell good. It just doesn't smell quite as bad. So I think that I would always buy those trash bags. Do those trash bags look the same <laughs> as regular trash bags? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe not all of them. But what's so a regular like, trash bag? <laughs> a part of me is like, that sounds really horrifying if the trash bag killer yeah. did use. Like, is that... Is that Febreze? <laughs> right. You know, think about how horrible that would be because then, you know, I am, there's not that many scents and there's not that many brands that do it. Mm. And they all kind of smell the same, even though different scents. But it would like, become like one of those yeah. scents mixed with death. Right. No, it would be very traumatizing. Mm. But there's like so many movies where it's like suddenly it's like the smell of something is now associated forever with this thing for me, blah, blah, blah. And that would be the scented Febreze trash bags. Okay. So I personally think he should use the scented trash bags. <laughs> you support it. I support it. And then I love that. I just, I, I personally had to ask you this other question that uh, B Padden my sister gave us. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. What would you get Charles <laughs> and Chick as a wedding present? That's a great question. Um, ooh, I feel like 
I actually, you know what? It's not a clever answer, but this is just going to be a pitch for a thing I bought myself. <laughs> so I imagine they already have a good knife set because that was my first instinct. <laughs> my first instinct was get them a good knife set. They'll have so many uses for it. Right. And then I was like, do you want to be implicated in this murder? that they will do and i said maybe i don't know we'll see Who, <laughs> because, I, because it's your <laughs> knives that you gave them you're a part of this now right no i mean look i in the i always think about these things like i wrote a thing recently i don't know if it's published yet about how chick and uh chick and charles are actually a great couple and i think they should get married <laughs> and i think that's like a good thing and we and should it's support not them like I, I yeah we should support it it's not that i think we should support them in the context of the real world, but we should absolutely support them in the context of the crazy shit that happens on Riverdale. But anyway, I would not buy them the knife set. I would buy them the caraway cooking set. So I just bought it. I <laughs> I, pulled the, I pulled the trigger, no pun intended, and I bought this like kind of fancy stainless, not stainless, stickless. What are you trying to say? <laughs> um, when it doesn't non-stick, stick. non-stick. <laughs> non-stick cookware and it's all in this very pretty sage color uh-huh and it is so lovely and i used it the other day for the first time and it's so nice it's like all over instagram and that's what i would buy them because i think they would get a lot of use out of it <laughs> so just, that's it i just want to get them a nice dish set <laughs> to start their right, new exactly. lives together <laughs> To be fair, it's cookware. It's not dishes oh. because I have a different idea for the dishes because I have dishes I like too. But the cookware set is really, really nice. Um, and for, you know, if you want 20% off, of the... no, I'm kidding. We don't, we have, don't have sponsors on this show. What is happening? <laughs> I know. But honestly, if they wanted to sponsor us, <laughs> I mean, they don't need to now. So, but I really do like it. If you're like looking to, if you like, if your parents are like, it's a special occasion. Do you want a fancy cookware set? That would be my recommendation. Or if you get like a couple hundred dollars and you really like cooking. What is happening? <laughs> I don't know. I just been telling you about my things. So, and that's what that's you would what... get for the, for the two convicted murderers who broke out of prison. Yeah, I think they would like it as well. Everyone <laughs> would like it. Who wouldn't like it? So I'm sorry if that's not a good enough answer, guys. No, it's, it's that's perfect. That's the truth. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the best answer I could have hoped Thank for. Thank you. Thank you so much. I try. I try. What do we do now? Oh, you tell <laughs> me about the title of the episode. Yo, okay. I was not <clears throat> expecting this. I thought this was going to be a horror movie or something that I just hadn't heard of. Um, the Pincushion Man is actually, it's a 1935 animated short. Yes. The photos that I saw on Google were very disturbing to me. I don't think it's supposed to be very disturbing, but basically it's just a short, it's seven minutes long and it's about boy and a girl who are walking through a forest made of balloons. And then the pincushion man, he comes around and he starts popping the whole world around them and they run away. And then the pincushion man, they like fight back by putting him in a ball of gum. And it's just very disturbing to me. It's just like a man coming around, popping balloons. But so the balloons wait, are sentient. I'm, I'm now looking at an image of this guy. He's like a he's like a blue thing wearing a red pin cushion. Oh, he's he's a living uh uh pin. Right. 
and he's his pants is a pin cushion and he's got a bunch of pins in them. Yeah, he's just trying to create chaos. What a jerk. Yeah, it's kind of weird because like Glenn is actually they call him the pincushion man, but Glenn isn't I wouldn't think of Glenn as the pincushion man. I guess he kind of is, but it's the pincushion man who's doing the stabbing. Right, this this game they talk about, you didn't find any any anything that's like that's real. Right. No, I didn't, but I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that's not a thing people play because right. it's murder. So. I I assumed this research would lead us to Hellraiser, the the guy with the pins in his face. The guy with all the pins in his head. Yeah. Maybe Hellraiser is based on this. Maybe. I don't know. I've actually never seen Hellraiser. Me neither. So can't really so I don't comment know. on it. This is probably a. It's probably an adaptation of Pincushion Man, though. <laughs> Absolutely. This is a straightforward. I, mean, I think we can see all the similarities. <laughs> Between Glenn and the and the giant <laughs> But I was just thinking about how, like, I didn't think Juniper and Dagwood cared that much about this. I didn't think they were traumatized. I thought they loved it. I thought they loved every minute of it. I mean, and it was a great party Honestly, for them. not a single thing phased those kids for yeah. the entire episode. I Nothing. think we should be concerned about I, that. I think they but... could have stabbed him to death, Glenn, and would have been, like, fine the next day. Yeah, honestly, Betty was... The kids will be fine. This episode was written by... Chrissy Maroon. She has also previously written, written The Ides of March, which is the episode where Jughead died, and everyone kept talking about how it was The Ides of March. Oh, wait, wait, there was another, yes, it was like they had the party with the togas. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was about the death of uh, the Roman Emperor, right? Yeah, but like, no, but like in the episode Brett was in a toga. That's all I remember. Yes, yes, that was also so. true. So this is her second ever tv writing credit and it's also her second episode of riverdale it looks like on her imdb she kind of cut her teeth as a writer's pa on beyond oh the show on freeform that's right the sh- i think it's over it was a one season show and she was there yeah, for the whole season it was over for a while <laughs> so i mean it's been over for a while oh wow I think that- she was also on ladybird as the assistant to saoirse ronan oh that's so cool Oh my god, that's awesome! Mm-hmm. I think I follow her on Twitter. I might be like, "What she like? Tell me everything. <laughs> Tell me this is appropriate. <laughs> this is appropriate." You'll can you can it. you guess who directed this episode? Roberto. No, it's Gabriel Correa. Roberto doesn't. Oh, right, we had the whole thing. Right, 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 right. So, yes. At so, this point, I'm 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 not going to go over the last couple of episodes he did, but I do want to say that I was looking at his IMDb, and he started on Riverdale as a first AD, which is a very stressful position in TV where you're basically like the wrangler of, of the production. Cause he, the director will be like, all right, I want to get started shooting now. And then the, the AD has to make that happen. Cause the director's not going to lose his mind trying to get all the actors to come from their trailers. That's kind of the AD's stuff that they're on top of. This is just a deep cut for you and me, but I always just think of Bennett and Haley. Oh, and yeah, that's I my... met, yeah, because we I met those them on the same shoot where I met <laughs> yes, you, and I was exactly. like, these are two of the most stressed out, mean people I've ever met. And then I met them at the rap party, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's just a persona they put on when they're doing. No, work. they're really good at their jobs, and I think it's the job is so stressful. They this is yeah. this is a true fact, audience. Uh, ads notably have a shorter lifespan than other crew members. I know, I did TV hear that. Film. Gabriel then became a supervising producer, which is uh 
more of like a title position than certainly a job. Higher level writers are supervising producers. Uh, most p- people can just become supervising producers. Actors can become supervising producers. So I'm not sure what he did as that. But Riverdale does remain his sole TV series directing credit. That would be, that'd be a fun guy to talk to, so actually. I, guess, maybe, I, I think we'll Gabriel's just like on the show every day, and that's why we's, we've been seeing his name show up more than other directors this season. Yeah, and I imagine because of COVID, there's Easier. some sort of... Sure. Yeah, totally. Then you'd just be totally. like, ah, oh, we couldn't get a director to fly to Toronto and, and, and or, uh, or Vancouver. Columbia, Vancouver and, and hang out for two weeks to be able to direct an episode. Gabe, you want to do it? I you mean, available? hey, like, this guy, he's... This is a good year for him. Yeah. He's <laughs> a really great. good year for him. Let's see. So we have five main plots in this episode. We got Pop's Psychedelic Cheeseburger. We got Cooper Family Reunion. We got Parent Teacher Night. We got Team Chad. And we have Let Us Pray. Let's do Team Chad. Team Chad. Okay. Yeah. Because I am, I think. Yeah. Because <laughs> you are Team Chad? Yeah, I think I am. Yeah, yeah. me too. Sorry. Veronica. Sorry, Veronica. <laughs> Jesus Christ. oh man Veronica gets Chad on the phone she immediately opens with have you signed the divorce papers yet and he says no because he's still trying to fight for the marriage she's done everything in her power (laughs) to destroy also how long do you think it was do you think she sent it like on a Thursday and this was like a Saturday oh god it's very unclear like okay uh, yeah no um, Chad I gave you one weekend to sign that what are you they make their marriage sound much worse from Veronica's perspective. Just, I've never seen any of the things she hates about her marriage. I've only right. seen her hating her marriage. Right. I imagine that, like, there must be some stuff in there that we're just supposed to imply, but we're not really seeing it. So it's not in the text. Right. So. Veronica's jewelry store seems to be complete. And of course, it's got, of course, it's got a pretentious French name. I believe it's pronounced uh, La Petit Bijoutier. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. The accent is impeccable, John. Thank you. A plus. So good. Smithers brings Veronica some mail from Chad. It's just pictures of her kissing Archie. I mean, truthfully, I hate to be like this because women should not feel stuck in a marriage that they're unhappy in. Right. But like, did you have to do this right now? Like right now, like the, the you Archie had to thing. Kiss. Yeah, you had to kiss right. Archie. Like, like you, like you put your husband on a train to New York and then went to make out with Archie. Right, like it just feels like you were gonna get these photos sent to you. Chad's, Chad, Chad's worst fears were confirmed. Right, the sensitivity chip is missing. <laughs> a la what Jennifer Aniston said about Brad Pitt after he started dating Angelina Jolie. It's exactly the same. As that. It's exactly the same. <laughs> Chad, Chad is the Jennifer Pitt. Aniston of Riverdale. Yes. I think that's why we're so defensive. Of I think, I think, <laughs> I think they should pull the trigger and give him the Rachel. Oh my God! Yeah, he'd look amazing. Perfect. <laughs> Archie asks Veronica why she's going back to New York to see Chad, and she tells him uh, a while ago they went to a party in Marsha's Vineyard, and they got into a fight. She doesn't say about what, probably because she started it. And she wished that Chad would just die and put her out of her misery of a marriage. Then they get into the the helicopter to fly back into the city, as you do. Chad was at the stick, obviously. Something malfunctioned, and they hit the water. And Veronica woke up in the hospital. 
So she feels guilty because she wanted him to die, right. and then she, they didn't die. She thinks and, she wished and for she almost the, died. him to die, and then, yeah, and then it almost hurt her. And so she, she blames herself, selfish. she stayed with him out of guilt. <laughs> yeah, but, like, at the same time, this sure. is an episode where Cheryl and her family successfully pray away a fire, so maybe yeah. there's something to this. <laughs> right. Actually, we haven't really assess the possibility that they could all be witches <laughs> right so, they're right next to greendale yeah i think there was a comic where all of them were witches hmm. so i think it's a possibility i would rather have witches than aliens <laughs> maybe maybe i'm actually. pretty happy with the aliens so far uh, they haven't we'll ruined it yet they, they haven't ruined it yet that's true we'll see what happens <laughs> what so. if they what if they reveal that chad michael murray has joined the aliens <laughs> So do we, what if he's just in control of this whole subplot? We'll get Our, there. Jughead like wakes up at a space station and Chad Michael Murray walks out of the shadows. I would absolutely. I mean, isn't that what Chad Michael Murray promised me <laughs> yeah, on the cameo? You your cameo? He said, he's like, but, but, but we didn't see. This is, our, this is my new die. theory. The aliens are real, but they answer to. They answer Chad to Chad Michael, Michael Murray. Murray. Not even Edgar Everner. Everner no, Edgar, not even. He's ascended. He's realized that he's just a character. <laughs> oh my god, that for context, friends. John and Beth gave me a cameo of Chad Michael Murray. And it when I say it was the perfect gift anyone could have ever gotten me. It was it was flawless. It was like 25 minutes long. It was like it yeah. was like three acts of the One Tree Hill episode, truthfully long. I, I can't even tell you what he told me. He actually gave me some pretty good advice. Yeah. But, like, I just never thought I'd ever get that from him ever in my life. Ever. And it was perfect. Right. And so I watch it now whenever I can. Whenever I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, today's the day I'm revisiting <laughs> it. Chad. This Chad? How's this Speaking Chad doing? Chad. Veronica says that she has to face him for closure. I guess. I don't know if that logic sex? tracks all the way. Yeah. No. Like, you want to tell him that you wished he would die? Or, because you don't right. do that. So what is the closure? You're just going to him so he can't run away and not sign the divorce papers. Right. Also, he could just not sign them, which but is sure. what happens. So <laughs> Finally explain what the accident is. Yeah. She'll, she she tells Archie she'll be back tomorrow. And Archie's immediately like, wait, are you going to sleep with him? Because this is all like, Archie uh, thinks about. All yes. Archie thinks about is football, army, and sex. Football, army, sex. It's now, a good life for Archie. Just kidding. It's actually always, always in turmoil. It's never good for him. Veronica tells Archie that she's staying with Katie. You remember? You guys remember Katie Keene? Hashtag restore the Keeneverse, right? Am I right? We've been we've been reminded of Katie Keene quite a bit. I is there is I is the Riverdale writers room like trying to get people to to ask the CW to bring Katie Keene back because it's almost aggressive. I mean, it's been like a year, right? Like all of this stuff was year. written well after that show was canceled, right? I don't know. I mean, here's the thing: I would really like Katie Keene to come back. I really do want that. Like, I'm not just saying. Like, I really would love that. That would mm -hmm. actually make me very happy. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't seem like it can, because <laughs> I think Lucy Hale got a new TV show too. Right. So people be busy. Veronica comes home to an entirely different apartment than the last time she was in New York. So that's fun. <laughs> Chad, you moved. Chad's, Chad's like, I, I figured we could use our more laid back normal apartment instead of our insane <laughs> glass palace. 
also like the fact that like their last apartment was just giant studio like huge <laughs> giant studio. empty space with black yes. floors and floor to ceiling glass looking at the skyline i mean what a personality nice uh yeah oh yeah it's a character in itself chad ordered in Chinese to try to reignite the spark from when they, you know, first lived together, didn't have floors. I just want to remind, they were married for like a year. We don't know how long their relationship was, but they talk like it's a 40 year thing. Right, I know, it's, it is weird. I tried to do the math, so they've been, <clears throat> college was four years. Yes. So even if they got- if they met in college. We actually learned where their first date was in this episode. I don't remember, but I, I thought that they met on Wall Street. Right. Well, I think they the bulk of their relationship took place on Wall Street. I don't. I I did not write down how long ago she said the accident was. Do you know? No, mm. I don't know if they actually said. Mm. No, they they might have kept it vague. Yeah, you know, it before in the past, before, before now, right? It was <laughs> right, before. Right. So it's twenty twenty one now. So this was back in twenty twenty seven years ago. Right. So. <laughs> right. So we have, <clears throat> we have questions. Well, yeah. Veronica brings up the blackmail. Chad's like, "Come on." She's like, "All right, fine." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she she gets it. Veronica this, hasn't this had good Chinese thing. in months, and she also only responds to blackmail. So <laughs> it's actually worked exactly as he wanted it to right. work, which was absolutely hilarious. yeah. He gets everything he wants. Right. <laughs> uh, Chad pours her wine. He shows her a picture. From their first date in London, you can tell because it's them standing in front of a red phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. That's the whole thing. But, oh, that restaurant with the phone booth. <laughs> apparently, they went for a tour of the London Dungeons, which oh, is yes, more interesting than a normal first date, admittedly. Okay, so I actually did that recently, and uh -huh. by recently I mean two years ago now, but. Uh -huh. We saw the real London dungeons in the Tower of London. Yeah. So fun. Like my favorite thing. But my actual favorite thing was the, it's called the London dungeon or something. And it's like a tourist attraction. And it's kind of hard to explain, but basically you, it, you like go through kind of scenes of like famous parts of London history but it's kind of like an amusement park ride. It's sort of like a combo of like the haunted mansion plus like, like a flume ride at one point, they put you in a boat. Okay. It's That's... crazy. It's so fun. If you go to London, John, like, uh -huh. didn't you study abroad in London? I did. I, I did study abroad in London. I didn't do Why this. Why have you done this? This is so fun. No, honestly, if you go back, like it sounds really kitschy and it is, but it was probably like my favorite thing I did on that Europe trip. So like, it was so <laughs> okay. fun. Okay, running so fun. with that, I'm assuming yeah. that Chad did not take Veronica to the <laughs> Tower of London, but took her to that. And she, yes. And thinking it would be like a fun touristy thing they could do together. And she fucking hated it. Yeah, She's she like, how it. dare you take me to something like this? It was so fun. At but one if, point, you sit in a chair and they pretend Sweeney Todd is going to slice your throat. And it's so cool. It's so fun. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's that kind of fun? It's so fun. It's so fun. They put you in this other... It's all like murdery things. Yeah. So they put you in like... And then Jack the Ripper comes out? No, yes. Literally, I was just about to say. So they put you in a Hall of Mirrors type situation and Jack the Ripper comes out. So... That's exactly what happened. So 
I'm not getting this. I mean, okay, that does sound kind of intense for a first date. Also, maybe the actual Tower of London would have been the better call. But I mean, truthfully, John, if we ever go to London together, we're doing this. I just have to say, yeah. Would you do? I would totally go to London with you. I mean, sure. Once the world opens up a little bit more, let's go to London. Once Americans are allowed in other countries, I would absolutely. Yeah, it was so fun. I also think there's one in San Francisco, so we have to do that also. Just like there's a lot of great you know, restaurants and theater in London. Chad, you probably, like, she does like that stuff, but I'm, I'm glad you tried to make an impression with the first date. It clearly yeah. worked. Yeah, and they got married and then hated each other. Yeah. So. And then you got that nice picture of you in front of a red a red phone booth. So everyone not knows. Not even, like, Big Ben. They couldn't even <laughs> right, do that. Right, right. That, not, even a, not even a matte painting of, of the London Eye. <laughs> yeah, which is or right by the Tower bridge. Dungeons. Yeah, that's right by the Tower tower dungeons that would have cost money but you know it was cheap the london phone booth that was probably already in the props department right exactly just go just go stand take it against that wall chad plays their wedding song and it's of course the most boring royalty-free wedding song you could ever imagine it it tells us (laughs) nothing about him or her but she is so sucked into it it's so right she's like i love this song (laughs) like it's so like dude Uh, like Remember when we used to dance to this song with almost no melody? (laughs) (laughs) Commit, Veronica, commit to your bit of hating your husband for no reason. (laughs) Right, right. Please. With Chinese food, one picture, and the song. Do you still remember something? (laughs) That's it. I do kind of like Chad. (laughs) He is hot, right? Right, right. The problem is... I don't, uh, like, like, I think she just, she sees Archie and she's like, (gasps) abs. Right, but like Chad's pretty hot. Chad's too. Pr- Chad's not bad looking. No, like I think that Chad like, keeps growing on me. Right, I mean, truthfully, like I think if you had Chad, we need and Ch- if Chad was as bad as we're supposed to believe Chad is, I need more evidence. Right, right. Chad needs to have like assaulted Archie in the dark. Right. <laughs> or right. Or like gaslit Veronica in some way, and they're, they well, they do imply something here. They kind yeah. of start dancing together, and Veronica asks if he crashed the helicopter on purpose. And Chad asks, why would she think that? And I agree, Veronica. <laughs> yes. Oh, right, exactly. This guy's whole deal is wanting to be around you all the time. So it's like, so did you try to kill yourself because therefore we would be together forever? Imagine if that wasn't true. He's like, Veronica, I'm 25. Of course that's not. <laughs> why would I? Like, <laughs> I feel like that's a weird thing for you to ask, honestly. Like we had one fight at Marsha's Vineyard, and you thought I wanted us to die together. What was the fight a, about? Right, it's a, it's a little dramatic, and apparently Chad didn't do that. So I think we should just all move on. Yeah, he he says that he signed the papers before she walked in, and only wants to make her happy. He just wanted one last night, and she tells him she is happy, and then they just they just get right into it, you know. She doesn't think about Archie, though, a not second. A, not a thought. Out of like, sight, out of mind. That's the thing about Veronica that I think is, like, a little bit annoying. Uh-huh. She's kind of like Serena Vanderwoodson in this way from Gossip Girl, where we're supposed to believe that she's a good person. Right. We're supposed to believe that. Like, we're told she's a good person. Right. But the evidence is never quite there. Is she going to tell Archie this happened? Like... Oh, God, no, I love the way this ends. Yeah, like, hanging up. So the next morning, Chad lied. 
he he did not sign the inve- the the divorce papers because he loves his wife. He's a wife guy. Because <laughs> he because he loves his wife, but also he may have done a business thing to kind of force her to stick around. I think it's so that he has more time to try to win her back. But... Yeah, because he's a nice, good person. Well, so. so he got in an investment scheme <clears throat> to get them out of debt. But apparently it's also like, we're in debt. His plan is yeah. to... It's finance stuff that they're like, hmm, it's vague and like, I don't fully understand it. It doesn't even it. matter. But his yeah, plan was to borrow from other investors. So he did that under... Under under her business's name, under Lapetit Le, Le, Le Yeah, 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 yeah. Great name. And great, so, great accent. If they div- and, and and then he starts threatening her, which is like Chad, not a good move. If you're trying to, yeah, no, we we're not condoning threatening women Chad, or anybody. I think I think Chad isn't great at people, and he yeah. says the wrong things sometimes. <laughs> I mean, not to be like a Chad apologist, but like, what <laughs> right, if they just right. had a long successful marriage, like yeah. after this, like what if they made it work? I don't right. know. Who knows? <laughs> like, right, but. <laughs> Maybe he's got a good plan, but he tells her that if they divorce, <laughs> then he could potentially testify her against her, testify against her in court. And I guess that's not cool. I don't think he'd do it. I think that's a bluff. But right, because he, he loves her. He's he then goes, nobody man. will believe that the she-wolf of Wall Street didn't know about these shady investments. Then Veronica goes, nobody calls me that. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? That's my term for myself and no one else. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I think uh, this is a good plan um, because it's combining their interests. You know, they both love a scheme. Mm-hmm. They both love vague financial that's, plots. That's true, though. If, like, if he just lets it. her help him on this, she will probably fall back in love with him. And I think that's kind of what's happening. Yeah, I, mean, I honestly would be more interesting. But it's entrapment also. It's not great. It's not great, but it's not terrible, right? He's he, not a serial killer. The bar is high. He Low? tells her not to worry. He will get it all yeah. back. He just needs time. I really wish he'd also said, and your help. Because, like, that would also draw her in. Because she likes right. to fight for stuff. She does. And and, and money and business things. And she so likes... Me. She really likes uh, a scheme. Yeah, she loves a scheme and, and an impossible task. So Archie gets a call from Veronica, and she tells him she's staying in New York. She uses the phrase, uh, I have business things to sort out, which is such a good line. Because, like, uh, if I were a rich person who didn't respect Archie, I would also call the work <laughs> I had to do business things. Like, yeah, it, like, like it's a very revealing line that she thinks she can say business things to him and be like, that'll be enough. He won't ask any questions. But Archie kind of sees right through this. Thank and he tells God. her not to do it. She says she has to. And Archie, I'm not going to fight for your relationship here. So she says she's going to be there for a few days. And Archie just goes, have fun. <laughs> Ends the call. I just think the fact that she slept with Chad and then, like, didn't have a single opinion, like, did not feel, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that because I'm in love with Archie. It was just. She's not in love with Archie. She I just, don't think she is. She and Betty both have, I think, the same opinion of Archie right now, which is like, oh, that'll be fun to to, to play right. with for a little bit. Hey, and bye. It's like, oof, it's like a little sad, honestly. It's not. A, it's not a great look for Archie. No, Archie. I think Archie has become one of my favorite characters. In is this Archie season. better when he's single? <laughs> yes, Archie is much better. Archie just needs to find like a girl 
that's not Betty to just like hook up with and have fun with. Yeah. Where it's like carefree and nice and nobody has their feelings hurt Archie, and nobody has husbands. Archie needs his own like like how like how Tabitha is like removed from everything and just yes. hangs out with Jughead. Archie needs one of those. But instead he's just got his best friend Eric. Right, right. Eric is actually the Tabitha. Eric is of, Eric is but... all over this episode and does not speak until like the last Archie scene. It's a little weird that they... I, Tabitha makes sense. Tabitha feels pretty organically woven into the story. Right. It makes sense that she is Pop's granddaughter. I like her kind it's of coming easy, in right. with it, an outsider. It's easy vibe. to understand why she's here and why yes. we haven't seen her before and how she fits right. in with everyone. And then there's Eric. Right. He just, he just hangs out in Archie plots, but... It doesn't feel so, the same. Like So he's a serial killer. He's just, for some reason, yeah, he's probably a serial killer. He's a replacement yeah. for Jughead. Jughead lives in Archie's house and is in zero scenes there. He didn't even notice that Archie was hooking up with his ex-girlfriend. Right, he did not pick up on that. And clearly he's still <laughs> affected by that relationship. That was a weird scene. We'll get there. Where would you like to go next? What is the, what is the last one you said? Let us pray. Let's do that one. Okay. That was fun. It was weird. So Minerva has officially taken on the exact role that Tony had last season. I'm going to go sure ahead Minerva and not, not have any feelings and just do everything Cheryl wants me to do. So they frolic in the maple groves. where Beautiful. Where taps and buckets are permanently attached to trees. I don't believe for a second this is how uh, this how is really it works. done. <laughs> I mean, it seems a little unsanitary or something. Right. I'm not really Maybe sure. Maybe in like colonial times. Yeah. Cheryl's wearing this incredible red plaid coat. She's perfect. And like, I, it's, honestly, it's, it's, so beautiful. It's long in the back and short in the front. and Wow. She looks wow. incredible. Who is costuming this woman? Someone good. She goes to get some fresh sap, but her bucket's empty. You know how when you're on a date with your girl, you're like, I'm going to yeah. take her to take her and get, show, her, show her my sap. Gross. But uh, Cheryl so says gross. the line, I am shooketh. She says a lot of lines like that. Yep. Oh, this episode is ridiculous with the Blossom dialogue. <laughs> but by the end, I was kind of swept away with it. I was like, yes. Yeah. No, I think that it's fun to have a character that it's like, and you're going to do the witch weird seance at the end of the episode for no reason. Cool. Nana says it's the curse. I Cheryl can't Cheryl... be happy. And they got to pray for deliverance. But then Cheryl's like, there is no curse. <laughs> right. And I'm like... But, but you've been saying there's a curse every time Tony Tony for the past couple weeks was like do you want to date me I, it's wide open Cheryl's been like the curse and then she's sad and right. then Tony's and then, like honestly and then, and then you know she hooked up with Minerva one time and she was like maybe it's not so bad maybe I could actually be happy maybe I, I can know. move on from my high school girlfriend <laughs> maybe that's not my cross to bear for all eternity I don't know Yeah. so Reggie comes to visit Nana says that Cheryl isn't home and he's not her type. He says he brought roses for Nana. Apparently he is Nana's type because she lets him write it. Yeah, it's weird, but I loved it. I thought that was a great pairing. Mm -hmm. That's my OTP now. So what if that happens? What if like <laughs> What would you call Reggie? that couple name? Rana? 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 Uh, Neji? Nah. Ne Nana Reggie? Let's just like it divide Nagy? it. Mm. Naggy. I don't like this. 
<laughs> no, maybe they shouldn't date. Maybe, maybe it's, we shouldn't it's do a weird, this. creepy, creepy bit. I don't know. But apparently, he got Nana to sell him the maple groves, and Cheryl yells at Nana. Nana's like, "But they're worthless, except for the curse, which we've passed along." And Cheryl burns the contract. Hiram congratulates Reggie on buying the maple groves for his plot. We're gonna get more into this over a parent-teacher night, but. Reggie's like, yeah, it turns out all I had to do was ask. I love that they had to have a scene, though, between Nana Blossom and Reggie for that. It's, it, I right, that's, it for me. I think they could have cut around that, and they still do. It's That's, <laughs> that's such a weird thing that they, they don't do the scene of Reggie convincing her to sell the maple groves. They just show him arriving at the house. <laughs> it's like the seduction. <laughs> Can't even go further than that, but yeah. I liked it, though. Mm-hmm. I liked the moment. It was weird, but I enjoyed it. Hiram, Hiram's personally excited to celebrate the fireworks at his jail. He's, he's gonna, he said he's going to put on like a nice show for all the inmates. Why doesn't he just let them out? Right, like like, just... like how he would just leave? Yeah. You're assuming he didn't leave exclusively by hole in the wall every time. <laughs> every time I have to blow the hole right, in the wall. Blow Nobody it up says anything. Set a new one. It's worth but it I do it. to do business yeah. in my office at home. Seems I own normal. the jail. I own the jail. <laughs> Remember how you worked so hard to get me into jail? God, I own the jail. God, that was such a sl- that felt like a slap in the face. Yeah, yeah, it did, but I loved it because it's just that's quintessential like chef's kiss. Nothing matters, but I <laughs> right, love it. Right, nothing will ever change on this show. I love it. I, I love it every single second that I, it is on the air. I I adore the chaos. I love it. Cheryl barges in and tells them that Nana is legally senile and has been for five years. Arguably, she should have been for much longer than that. Yeah, she's like 105, <laughs> like, so... You remember in season one when she was, when she was like, doing, like, crazy old lady stuff? Yeah, that was... That Back was then, she should have been legally declared. Yeah, so that was a full decade ago, but... Uh, but anyway, she has no power. Bye! And Hiram sure. tells Reggie, no excuses, just fix it. Why does he want these groves, man? Actually, I know for the, exactly we know why. why. It's actually a really good reason. Yeah, plutonium. I'm, uh, I'm I'm pretty impressed with that. Yeah, I know the the little uh, mothmen are just plutonium radioactive uh, men. <laughs> That's, I have a theory, and I think it's right, but we'll go. We'll get there. Reggie uh, sets a tree on very fake CGI fire, but it quickly <laughs> spreads. If the so groves burn, great. then they'll be worthless. Yes, that's usually how it works, because then it's just ground. Unless they know about the plutonium It's situation. not plutonium. Is it not plutonium? It's not plutonium. What is it? I'll tell you later. Okay, but isn't it plutonium? It's not plutonium. Pretty sure I wrote that down. You you wrote you wrote wrong. Okay, let's talk. Okay, well, mm. <laughs> what is it then? Fuck. Okay, I'll figure Cheryl, that out later. Cheryl and Minerva dance to a record of old-timey music, which is also royalty-free, thank God. <laughs> royalty-free. <laughs> what With... if they just had an album cover that was, like, royalty-free? Like, the band is royalty-free? <laughs> the band's <laughs> called royalty-free? That's pretty good. Penelope suddenly rushes into Thornhill. She tells them, quote, Flames are encroaching upon Thornhill. Quickly, to the window! Nana blames the curse. I really thought, did Nana always have this thing about the curse? It, no, I think they decided midway through this season that they didn't want to make Cheryl obsessed with a curse anymore. <laughs> right. And like, I, 
okay, then I guess Nana is. <laughs> or, or, or Nana, like, didn't pick up on the vibe that Cheryl was done doing the curse thing. And she's <laughs> like, what do you mean? We've been all about this curse for seven years. I just, but, like, when did this curse happen? Yeah, it, it kind of feels like something that wasn't really, like, we never got, like, a scene that's, like, we're cursed. It just, like, at first it felt like she was saying that as more like a metaphor. Right, And yes. then the more she said it, the more they've just taken it literally. Right. <clears throat> because it would make sense if they were cursed, but, like, I would love a scene where it was, like, and this is what the curse is. And I, this I, is why we have it. And this is the rules of the curse. Did you ever, did you ever, you watched The Vampire Diaries, right? Yes, I have. I didn't, but I watched the Jenny Nicholson video on it, which basically covers the Yes, you did series. tell me that. Yes. And she talks about how the vampires in that show could turn their humanity on and off. Yes, it's very cool. And how it's it felt like when the show first started, that was like, it wasn't so much like a literal switch as like, we have to work to be to be right. human and then no, as it it's... went on it became like a literal switch where they just they just snap their fingers and they'll murder people now right it's, and it was always like a little weird because like characters that you loved would turn off their humanity and then they would become like serial killers basically yeah and then it's like it's like this is not you this is just you with your humanity switch turned off and i'm like but it's still them <laughs> like it's not right we can't just forgive them every time they chose to flip the switch right exactly i think sometimes there would be a situation where like somebody else would be in control of that more but like usually it was like i can't handle the death of my brother so i'm gonna turn off my humanity right yeah yeah it's like a very feelings Right, exactly. And there were a lot of problems, like traumatic problems they dealt with, so I get why they would. Well, Nana blames the curse, and it demands that all living blossoms must die, apparently. Unless, apparently... (laughs) Well, that's not untrue. They sacrifice the interloper, Minerva, and Minerva's like, okay, well, no, I'm I'm not going to be in the show anymore. (laughs) Goodbye. Is she gone forever now? (laughs) I don't know. She never comes back? What a a weird storyline Cheryl's been having. Remember when she was painting... (laughs) Yeah. That's where's Which that? Now, it's God. Now it seems like just a venue a vehicle did, for did Minerva. Did we only do the painting the, thing to yeah. get to Minerva? At like now she's seems, leaving. Seemed easier ways. Was, like and and was ways. Minerva just a way to distract Cheryl while Vanessa is off having her baby? Right, exactly. She's literally in labor, give her a storyline. Yeah. Is Vanessa gonna have a baby and then come back to the show and the show's gonna be like, Okay, now you have to act out having a baby? Um, well, like I, I or is she gonna come back they're... and be like, "What happened to the baby?" And she'll be like, "I had them, I had them, <laughs> I had them, Betty." <laughs> my, my other favorite Riverdale line, like, "We're not gonna have that traumatic moment." No, nah, nah, it Why? happened off screen. Why? All the stuff Why? that you think should be happening off screen is gonna happen <laughs> off screen in Riverdale. I, I, uh, I wonder if they'll actually have a baby around. I feel like that baby needs to get kidnapped. Well, maybe they'll have a mannequin. Yeah, like just get rid of it. Like, get, get, put it somewhere. Do a thing. So, you know. Penelope comes with a plan. They must pray for wind to divert the fire. And then we just get a whole scene. It's like a minute <laughs> of three women kneeling or sitting around candles and literally just praying and muttering under their breath. But it works. So the next day, Reggie works. tells Hiram that a freak windstorm saved the grove. That was absolutely my favorite thing ever. <laughs> They we didn't show it. the windstorm putting no. out the CGI fire. <laughs> no, but I like really appreciated that actually. 
like it felt like a like a piece of comedy. It the, really did. In the 1960s Batman movie starring Adam West. Okay. There's a part where he's trying to get out of the ocean, but the but the villains have fired this this uh, torpedo at him. And it's gonna sure. hit him on the bat boat unless he unless he like gets onto the helicopter in time. And then you hear an explosion, you don't see anything, and they just cut to Batman in the helicopter with Robin saying, oh, thank God that porpoise jumped out of the water and sacrificed itself for us. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> this, this is the porpoise sacrificing itself yeah. scene. That's a dark... There's a lot of weird stuff. Why do they always threaten animals in that Batman thing? <laughs> I don't know, because of the ducks, too. Because <laughs> the ducks and the nuns and the ducks. Yeah. yeah. I don't forget. <laughs> I listened. I listened to the stories that my friends tell me. Crazy. Cheryl, well, apparently um, enough of the Grove has been damaged that Cheryl will probably want to sell it anyway. And Hiram says that he's also proud that he ruined parent-teacher night with a mass breakout from his primary source of income. <laughs> like, that's got to hurt the prison's reputation, right? Yeah, I know. It's a little weird. Like, it still has to be a working, seemingly working prison in yeah. order for you to get prisoners there. Right. I think. I don't yeah. really know. I don't... What's the plan now? Right. I imagine Well, I guess it's the theme wanna... park, but... Well, I mean, that's the ultimate. That's yeah, game. It's always so. been the goal. Yeah. So where would you like to go next? Pop's Psychedelic Cheeseburger, Cooper Family Reunion, or Parent Teacher Night? Parent Teacher Night. Okay. It's almost Parent Teacher Night. Well, that's fun. <laughs> Are we going to meet some parents who will be recurring? Nah. No. Nah, no, you won't learn any names or see any faces. <laughs> Even though that should that would make sense as a storyline for teachers to have to contend with problematic parents, we're not doing that here. It's not a teacher show. <laughs> right. It's a windstorm of the witches, chaos, burning of the Maple Grove right, show. Right, right, yeah. right. Weatherby, Weatherby says this one's very important because they also got to prove that they can keep their kids safe. So he's asking Archie to join Kevin in this plot because he's big and strong and Vanessa is off having her baby. Also, Kevin is also big and strong, and I want to point this out. Kevin yes. is actually bigger and stronger than Archie. Yes, but I he's also confident in that. Kevin. So the it's show is so... this is like this is like when um Dylan O'Brien got muscles in Teen Wolf. Yeah. And they would still have them do like lacrosse scenes and he'd be out of breath and exhausted and pathetic, and you're just like, Alright, but now I just you're just acting. Right. It's like, oh man, that was so hard. I'm right. so weak, such Kevin, a nerd. Kevin's such a nerdy so weak man. and Kevin's like, My ex was talking about my lats just the other day and apparently they're looking great. And also when you saw me in the sauna where I was just in a towel and I literally looked like a perfect V shape uh-huh. and my arms were literally <laughs> like the size of I don't know, what something big arms look like. Yeah, yeah. Me you it. <laughs> my, and my arms, arms were the size of, you know, big arms. <laughs> yeah throw me throw me a good metaphor for big arms and that's what they looked like i um i actually just think it's insane now that we're gonna ignore it it's insane so when when you know i've done when i was first getting in shape i did p90x and oh yeah ian did that too you know you get you get tired of what the dude says over and over again but in one one time they're doing like arms and tony puts points at this guy's tricep he's like look at that diamonds of gold like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) diamonds of gold what it's my favorite quote but it's like what does that mean why would you diamonds would be better than gold 
Like you would rather have, I think, actually, I don't know, but wouldn't you rather have one or the other? Diamonds <laughs> of gold with that right. it, would it, be diamonds it, gold? it just can't be both. <laughs> would it be but diamonds this or gold? Is now, Which this one is now is how it? I'm going to describe like, <laughs> like a <laughs> good arm. Look at that. That's diamonds insane. More people should be talking about the fact that he said I'm, I'm, that. I'm telling you, I don't know why this isn't a thing everywhere. The meme people clearly aren't doing yeah, uh, no, video I, workout I'm, programs. I'm I'm making this a meme. I'm figuring it out. I'm gonna make the software, whatever software I have to download yeah, yeah. to do this. Right, right. Definitely, definitely, definitely get meme soft plus. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay, good. That's the best one. I'll do that. <laughs> I'll make sure we get the best yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Meme soft is the best one. <laughs> okay, good. Hiram Hiram yells at his son Reggie for rooting for the other football team last episode, and Reggie's like, "Listen, that was just." Like one episode, and also you took my team for me. I'm your son again. It's fine. Yeah, he really jumped ship real quick. Yeah, uh, back to the right. bad side. Reggie's like, just please don't take the football team I've been spending the whole season on from me. <laughs> they didn't like that either. That's my that's my subplot. Please let me have okay, it. Please have, let me have a story. <laughs> Reggie think or Hiram thinks Riverdale is gaining power. He, he's like, parent teacher nights don't get theme parks built, Reggie. <laughs> yeah he's insane that he hates the school so much <laughs> but fine he, he once got bullied there one time he was like it needs to go he was not the best boy in Riverdale no he asks Reggie if he knows what palladium is palladium 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 it's a, it's not a plutonium. platinum metal with a lower melting point typically used in catalytic converters which convert harmful vehicle exhaust into less noxious gases, which is great for, you know, cars or theme park rides. It's used in <laughs> wait, electronics, wait, chemical applications, wait. groundwater treatment and jewelry, you know, stuff you need for theme parks. It's even a key wait, component of fuel no. cells. Theme park fuel cells? Roller coasters? And selling the excess palladium will easily help Hiram pay for the rest of Hiram land. It's all building to the theme park. Is it is it radioactive? It's not. No. God damn it! I really messed up. I'll figure that out later. Hiram has been. Wow. I'm sorry. Imagine if he's been having prisoners digging for plutonium this whole time. I really thought it was plutonium. Thought, nah. God uh, damn it! Yeah. Why did I hear plutonium? I don't. Did he? Because you because you wanted to have the theory I about think... radioactivity. You know what's weird? Superman yeah. and Lois is doing the same shit with their super rich guy, Morgan Edge. He's like digging yes. for this ex kryptonite underneath. It's uh, a common thing underneath for Smallville villains. Which to do. I just want to quickly say, ex kryptonite. That's a dumb name for kryptonite. It's color kryptonite, green kryptonite, red kryptonite, gold kryptonite. Just give no, it, give it like, call it purple kryptonite or something. Ex kryptonite. You're not cool. You're kryptonite. Sure. I, I don't. This is not my hill to die on. No, but no. I hear this is this it. is just. It. Every time someone tries to make something stupid from comics sound cool, it's dumb. Just make it dumb. I bet there's still radioactive stuff under there, though. <laughs> there's gotta be, right? There has to be. It Please. works. There's for hell. Me. We know hell is in some minds. Yes, hell is very real. Lil Nas X really made them mad <laughs> down there. Yeah, yeah. So we know it's a real, real, very tangible place. So. So. I'm concerned about that. <laughs> well, the palladium vein under his prison has been tapped. So apparently that's what the prison was about this entire time. So that means his love whole... that Love that Hyra's plans have actually been going super well off screen and the kids have never once actually gotten his way. 
No, it is his plan has been from season one to now the same. Well, season one was get out of prison, but yes. Yeah. No, his whole thing was build the prison. Right. Do the thing. This yeah. has all been the same. He's a genius. He's doing his, great. I, his it, long like, game. Oh my god. I have god. to say, for finally explaining what the character is actually after, this is a really good choice. Yeah. Plutonium. Fuck. I, I mean, can't believe it's not Plutonium. Yeah, if he wanted, this could enrich the entire town, which is my theory that I'll get to at the end of this. But Interesting. Hiram okay. has a plan that's going to deal with the pr- prison and Riverdale. Only ask us for Reggie to go get those groves, which he, cool. we know he won't do. General Taylor visits Archie. He tells Archie he's been nominated for the very fake Silver Eagle Award for acts of bravery against overwhelming odds. Could it have been a phone call or an email? Yeah. No, he has to be there in person. This guy. Yeah. This guy keeps showing up in scenes this episode where I assumed he just wasn't present. Great. No, he's like, there. Every the time, time a scene ends with him in it, I'm like, and then he left town, but he doesn't leave town. <laughs> <laughs> and then we never saw him again. Oh, he's back. Okay, cool. Archie cool, cool, cool. Archie doesn't want the award. He says he lost ten men. Which is you know, yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah. But General Taylor says accepting the reward is an order. Sure. So in class, Archie asks the Rarazzi kids if they should follow orders. And they say, sir, yes, sir. And then he says, what if they don't, what if you don't believe in the order? And then Taylor, who, again, geez, has he been there the whole time? You followed <laughs> Archie to school? He says, you follow the order. No questions asked. Oh, this is also, I do feel oh, like Eric's the army. <laughs> I feel like the army probably, you probably just follow the orders, right? Like. I don't know. They would certainly prefer if you just followed the orders <laughs> and trusted that the guys at the top do know what they're doing. Right. I just, I don't, I agree with Archie, but I also feel like. It's mm. just a weird thing to teach your class in front of the guy. Right. He's right there. Like right. when I assumed he wasn't there, I was like, Archie's going through something. But then the man's right there. What if, what if he just had a giant eagle? <laughs> What? Sorry, I'm like making myself laugh. Imagining this man handing him a giant silver eagle and be like, take it. Just take it. Take the eagle. Take like the Maltese it. falcon? It's like a statue. Just take it. And then he, Archie won't and then he drops it. It's like a whole thing. That's that's what that's, that's the, the head. <laughs> but it's huge uh-huh. it's huge it takes up so much space Archie doesn't want it it's like, like bigger than a life-size eagle yeah like no really please like, like, why, I figured you could I suspend gonna... this over your classroom yeah I know you're the sort of Damocles like he kills a person <laughs> anyway that's my bit about the eagle so <laughs> a New York Times reporter calls Archie fascinated that this is the real New York Times and not some made up thing Maybe it's new and you. No. Times. The, oh, yeah. Maybe the spelling's different. <laughs> yeah. Times is T H Y. There's a silent G yes. in front of new. Yeah, new York Times. Uh, she's got questions about his last mission in Uzbekistan. Archie served in Uzbekistan. Where is that? Are we sure it's a real place? Yes. It's a country <laughs> in Central Asia. What was happening in Uzbekistan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I should probably know, but. I mm. Riverdale takes up a lot of my brain, I think. Oh yeah, we're too busy with Riverdale to worry about global politics. 
Right, apparently. The reporter tells Archie that she believes General Taylor sent him on a dirty mission. Well, it's just all coming out now. Convenient timing, for sure. Archie tells Uncle Frank in prison about Taylor and the New York Times Forgot he was here. Uh, Archie thinks the mission he led was shady. Frank says Taylor probably wants to make it a heroic event and buy Archie's loyalty. Archie doesn't want to disrespect the sacrifices men made, and Frank supports him, even if he's brought in front of the Senate. Which would be crazy if this show went there, but it would probably (laughs) happen off screen. Wow, that was a great. Archie will just come back to town and be like, everyone will be like, oh, we just loved your Senate testimony so much. Where nothing wow, dramatic yeah. happened, and we didn't need to see any of it. Um, excuse me, sir. It's just because you don't know the highs and lows of Army. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Archie would never say that about the highs and lows of football now. No, you don't think so? I mean, he's seen 10 didn't, men didn't die. Didn't just feel it just the other week? Yeah, I think... Mm, I hope he sees that he, what he experienced in the Army is different than what he experienced on the football field. Mm-hmm. No promises, though. Archie asks him how prison is. He says, real bad. All right, well, Archie's off to parent-teacher night. (laughs) Good talking to you, Frank. I'm glad that you're in this fish tank. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) There's a lot of buys this episode. Yeah. So Hiram counts down. Uh, He's not blowing up the whole town like we thought he was. He blows up a hole in the wall, and prisoners start escaping, including Penelope Blossom. Seems like an easier way. Also, is she the only woman here? Yeah, she's the only woman in jail. That's weird. Yeah. That's a weird thing. No, no one messes with her because she beat up the toughest guy in the in the prison. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I would definitely, you'd be dead. Right. He, he is dead. He was shit. a man in a bear costume and she murdered him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kevin and Archie show off the music room to the parents. Kevin's like, and this is where I teach your kids music. And Archie's like, this is where I used to do other things. And then the lights go out. <laughs> Archie tells them he'll check the circuit breaker, and Kevin says he was in the army. It's such a weird random pairing, but it's cute. It's That's a funny line. Archie checks a circuit breaker in the shop classroom, and an escapee attacks him. And Archie beats him up beats him up with very loud punching sound effects. <laughs> he roams I... the hallways. Oh, sorry, do you have something? No. Keep going. <laughs> he roams no. the hallways, distracting another inmate. They fight all the way from the secretary's desk down the hallway. It's big. Some other men in orange extort Kevin and the parents. The lead guy hears Archie's fight and sends Tim out to check. Archie takes Tim out and then uses his machete and puts it to the lead guy's neck. Where did he get the machete? Was it in the prison? Did he stop by some store outside? Where did the weapon come from? He purchased a a (laughs) machete on the way here. Oh, he bought the machete, but he's stealing from the parents. Right, yeah. The machete, the machete was acquired so. with money, and now he needs that money back. So Right. So Kevin tells Archie he just got his te- got a text from his dad about the breakout. Great timing. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Cool, thanks. And then General Taylor, who's been here the whole time, apparently, <laughs> orders Archie to, to, uh, to stay put and protect the parents instead of getting them out of here. They'll barricade the room. No, he's like, no, no, no. I know all of the secret exits of my school and the weird tunnels that, like, lead out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In, like, a, okay. in a bit, in a minute. First, first, I have to, this absolutely bonkers line. Archie Archie, and the general are, like, at the door. And, and the general's got the gun out, and Archie's telling him to put his gun away when Uncle Frank shows up at the door. 
So Frank, our good guy, also escaped, also escaped prison. And he tells Archie, quote, good thing you told me about Parasite. What? Movie Parasite. What does that mean, Frank? Did you hide in a secret basement or something? What are you talking about? Yeah, what happens in Parasite? What what about Parasite has anything to do with this? I have no idea. Is it about capitalism being bad and (laughs) therefore you can attack? It it would have been if Hiram weren't, you know, a mob criminal. Right. I have confusion. Yes. He did say that, though. He said, good thing you told me about Parasite. More inmates show up at the school and Archie tells his general, you don't have enough bullets, but I know this school and this town. I can move 11 people through it safely. We can slip through the secret hole in the boiler room. The what? Right. I was like, when did that happen? (laughs) There's a what now? (laughs) But it, so, so does that, where does it go? Outside. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think the rest of Archie's plan is get them to my house. Sure. Which, you know, not, doesn't have the best history of being safe, but nothing does. Safe to say, parent-teacher night has been ruined. If I were a parent, I'd be like, nope, (laughs) nope, we're leaving. We're moving out of this town. Honestly, any parent that's keeping their kid in this town is insane, so. You, like, I know you have nothing, but you're not going to get anything here. So, leave? You might get murdered. We're not good advocates for the current American small town that is, like, in trouble. (laughs) Because we're like, why don't you just go move to a major city like we did? To be fair, though, this small town is particularly troubled. Yeah, it's absolutely worse than others. Like, I, you know, hey, uh, there's many in real. That's the thing. When we talk about things on Riverdale, we're never talking about it. In the equivalent of a real this, place. This show started in the real world and then quickly turned a deep dive into being the 1990s Dick Tracy movie where it's like, this is a cartoon. Don't think about it. Don't think about it too hard. I love it. I, I honestly, I, the chaotic nature of Riverdale is my favorite thing about it. Mm-hmm. I never know what's going to happen. I, pr- I try. God, I try. So the next day, Archie tells General Taylor, who's, you know, still in his house... <laughs> and he won't he be accepting over? his commendation and maybe you should leave now <laughs> it's a little weird do you have somewhere to go you didn't have Are to share my bed Eric? with me that was unnecessary <laughs> we actually have uh, uh, an amendment on the bill of rights saying you can't do that you, you can't you can't come over and share oh yeah is the army <laughs> can't come and take your house <laughs> right, right right that's true that is literally a thing yeah the army came and took archie's house wow Archie, Archie tells Taylor that he knows there's a cover-up. And Taylor says he'll make Archie the scapegoat. I hope, I hope Archie put that on tape, but he definitely didn't. No. Archie he says know. he'll speak the truth if he takes the stand. But who will Washington believe? Actually... I didn't think we even thought about Washington in this show ever. So Yeah, yeah. If, if we go there, I don't we think will. we're going to go there. No. <laughs> no, I don't think they're interested in like taking down the army on this <laughs> yeah. show somehow. Right, right. It's uh, what is our relationship with the army with this show? Is are we saying anything about the army here? <laughs> I think we're saying that when they're bad, they're bad, and when they're good, they're good. Like we're clearly pro Archie becoming the man he has been through the army, but then we're telling right. that like the army as an institution maybe isn't good. Yeah, it's all very unclear, honestly. Mm. Well, anyway, I'm liking Archie though. Archie, I enjoy. Yeah, yeah. He's fine. Everything I said bad about Archie, 
I decided, no, Archie's fine. Well, he needed to grow and change a little bit. Yeah. You know, you can and like the man he's become. I do. I like the man he's become. Jughead, on the other hand, will get oh, there. God damn. <laughs> These so. people are my friends, and I can be critical of my friends, okay? <laughs> Frank is just at the breakfast table the next morning. I forgot my phone. <laughs> I wanted that to be what he said when he, instead of the parasite lie, just be like, I forgot my phone. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Archie tells Eric, hi, Eric, <laughs> that Frank... <laughs> Frank will be laying low with them while Mary tells the parole board that he's a good boy. And, and she didn't do that for seven years. Frank is like, hopefully this will, will all now. work out and I can just be in the show. And then he takes a really satisfying bite out of a Tostino scoops chip. <laughs> I didn't it. notice that either. You didn't notice the product placement? No. He, takes, he takes one big, the whole scoop, one bite. <laughs> These are amazing. And they're a little like dish for your salsa. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a convenient and well and well thought out chip design. I actually do agree. I do think they are very well thought out. I think it's a clever. But yeah. you know, if you're getting a big triangle chip from a Mexican restaurant, you're gonna just, it's a better chip. Probably it doesn't hold I I salsa make... as well as a Tostino's coops, but no, it doesn't. But I I think I'm gonna make nachos after this. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I think that sounds really good. Where do you want to go next? Oof. Mm. Let's do. Let's do. Uh, Charles and Chick Pincushion Man one. Okay, Cooper family reunion. Yeah. So Glenn and Betty are apparently just cool now. Like, she went to stay with him after she called him out last time, but he asked Betty to let him get to know her family. She, hey. She's not really into that. Yeah. And then she asks if Jughead can be in their plot. He says, no. no we're, doing, <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing real FBI stuff, like the network TV show, but off screen. <laughs> He has 10 agents covering the lonely highway, off-screen, searching everything. <laughs> then he says he needs Betty on, Betty on something, quote, he's surprised she hasn't brought up yet, end quote. Her father, the Black Hood. <laughs> Did she say that? <laughs> he's no. like, babe, you haven't mentioned that you're the daughter of the Black Hood all day. Are you all right? All day. All day. It's been hours. <laughs> I am the daughter of the Black Hood. He has... I haven't done an impression in a while. Yeah, you haven't done it in a while. I haven't. Let me try it one more time. Hold on. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I am the daughter of the Black Hood. Okay, oh Glenn. And honestly, Glenn, I think it's a little weird that you did your dissertation on the Cooper family. Um, because just because we're quote unquote all serial killers with the serial killer gene doesn't mean we don't have feelings. Isn't she the only one with the serial killer gene? No, no, no. I had to do uh, an article about this. And actually, Charles also has a serial right, killer gene. Charles. Mm -hmm. Sorry, and I forgot also, about Charles. It's recessive, I believe. Um, because I believe Alice is the one who carries the serial killer gene. <laughs> That's right. It's not even Hal. <laughs> yeah. It, may, it makes sense. Yeah. Glenn has, is running with a theory that I think I treated as a joke. But the killings could just be a lot of people choosing the same place to dump their body. It's very the possible. The Black Hood might have been one of them. Sure. Sure. Let's pretend the Black Hood actually killed people. Right. Right. And didn't take credit for it, <clears throat> yeah. which is weirder. So. Weirdo. Yeah. So uh, Betty has Glenn listen to a tape where Hal tells a therapist about how he found hookups on Ned's List. <gasps> Polly used Ned's List. I don't think he was hooking up with Polly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what they're implying. 
I that would have been hilarious though if at, if at some point they like both went to a meetup and was like oh polly oh Ew, no no oh god i'm sorry i brought it up <laughs> betty there betty and alice are icing two cakes and she's like why can't juniper and dagwood just have a mannequin cake i actually <laughs> thought it was really messed up that betty was like really pissed that they had to make two separate cakes it was after after her mom had probably spent hours baking those (laughs) cakes and mid icing the last thing you have to do for the cakes and betty's like why do we have to do this stupid thing could have one (laughs) shitty cake from carvel also also their parent their mom just died (laughs) like imagine being like also the cakes are small betty's like why do we have to make this birthday special what what is what's going on? I was like, one of the cakes. I could understand if like both of the cakes were vanilla, but I'm pretty sure one of them is chocolate. Yeah, so yeah, like, they're two different cakes. Fuck you, Betty. Like, <laughs> what do you mean, Betty? You're gonna eat some of both of these. What's the right. problem? It sounds great. Also, so mean. She said it so meanly. I was I'm glad, so I'm glad surprised. you're jumping on this because I thought about making this a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was really weird and really, really rude of her to do this they are children they're definitely demonic children but right, right, right. they deserve to be happy on their birthday whether mom is dead or not i don't know <laughs> mystery school, death the school calls about juniper and dagwood alice asks are they all right and they say no these two mannequins suddenly came to life and pushed jerry down the stairs <laughs> that'd be terrifying <laughs> isn't that a movie is a movie called mannequin of where a mannequin comes to life Alice and Betty question Juniper and Dagwood, who are essentially one entity at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry How did they said, both push them down the stairs is kind of a question, but... Yeah, yeah, it was a team effort. Jerry's a big kid. Yeah. Apparently, Jerry said mommy was dead. Jerry wasn't lying, but Jerry was out of pocket. Right, uh, right. It was fucked up, but yeah. But you know what else was out of pocket? Pushing him down the stairs and giving him a concussion, breaking his shoulder, and potentially killing him. He didn't. Yeah. Juniper and Dagwood don't give a fuck yeah no this is why i think it's perfectly fine if you can accept juniper and dagwood you can accept charles and chick into your family <laughs> yeah yeah i, I mean, said what i said we we get all like parenting panic in this one where uh betty betty tells glenn that she thinks juniper and dagwood might be bad seeds yeah but like your whole family is bad seeds right what are you then <laughs> right like yeah you're fine move on come on so Glenn wants to meet them. Why? Does he want to meet her family because he's in love with her? No. No. What is this, Chad? He's writing a dissertation on her family. What is he, perfect husband Chad? No. Jesus Christ. He's actually, when you think about it, exactly like Jughead. <laughs> writing about her family. Right, right. Jughead, there, there's, Jughead absolutely would have done this if they had stayed together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For his second book. I'm shocked he didn't. And honestly, yeah, he should have. Glenn says that the Coopers are a perfect case study of nature versus nurture. I guess. Charles and Betty, you know, Charles wasn't with the family. He became a killer, but Betty was with the family and didn't. And then then he says this absolutely insane part. Like, Hal didn't (laughs) even have the gene, so how could he possibly be a serial killer? So I actually think this is a terrible family to use because it's so complicated it really when you have like a study like this it should really be identical twins or something it should be like a one-to-one thing you you talking about this would read so well 
of like I mean, the perfect yes. American's family, where then you find out the dad's a serial killer, and then you find out that there was a son that they thought was dead, and then when they find him, it turns out it's oh. not him, and then there's a different guy. <laughs> like this, if they made a documentary about it, it would kill. People would love right, it. But but it's not a dissertation. I mean, it's Did you not a see... scientific study. Three identical see... strangers. Three identical strangers is exactly yes. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but see that makes sense as a dissertation because it's three identical strangers who yeah. grew up separately and you know the idea of nature versus nurture if you grow right. up i don't know a, what like like what, would what your prove? closing argument is here <laughs> right it turns out it doesn't matter is essentially what is, the yeah, answer I, is i guess yeah nature is bullshit and so is nurture <laughs> right, so, right right <laughs> like oh turns out that's all pseudoscience which we kind of knew but right exactly like betty slaps him in the face it's great yeah didn't then, he already get slapped didn't he get slapped last time no no no. she she metaphorically slapped him when she hung up on him right okay yeah she was like screw you glenn but right, yeah right so then after the prison break which they don't know about the doorbell <laughs> rings and juniper and dag would get the door who could it be? Charles. And Chick with it. an all new haircut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> a lack I of I think a I might like Chick now. But only, I love Chick now. Only when he's doing a double act with Charles. The two of them together. <laughs> it's perfect. It's so, so good. It solves all of the problems with both of them. Yeah, it's no, it's perfect. They're perfect together. I love them as like a as a cute couple, I love that Chick wants to be a part of the family so badly. Yeah, it's kind it's of funny so fun. now. It, it, it's so funny. It doesn't bother me as much when he's got Charles next to him. Well, just because the then idea... Charles is just like it's just my weird boyfriend. Right, exactly. It's so good. Like he's he's defanged completely. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. he's just. It's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> so Alice tells Betty that she's been visiting Charles over the years. Whoops. Yeah, but I knew she would do this because she's like this. She is she's, she's the neediest person. Right. She just, she just wants a man to love her. She and, does. Like it doesn't matter. And Skeet left for Lucy Hale and it yeah. really has done Alice a disservice cuz if Skeet were around, he wouldn't have stood for all of this. No, no. I don't think <clears throat> Skeet's ever had a conversation with Charles. So No. 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 He, like, didn't, he didn't truly. he didn't even bother. No, you know, he's like, I know there's something off with that one. Like the other one. That kid's a serial killer though, right? (laughs) He he actually knew the whole time. He knew the whole time. The boys, the boys sit with the kids. Betty notices their guns. Alice bizarrely is like, let's just get through whatever this is. What? I actually kind of get that. I mean, I guess, but like you've murdered people before in this house. What? Yeah. Yeah. But like all them have. Yeah, not right. a single person is innocent in this family they deserve each other Except in like maybe a sweet the twins. way no I mean, they, they push someone life down the was stairs just, just breathed into these two mannequins and <laughs> but they just push someone down the stairs yeah and their first act was to push someone down the stairs yeah there's absolutely no excuse let them be betty asks charles why he's there charles tells him about the explosion at the picnic and then says the chicken him decided to come over to celebrate the twins' birthday, but also they want to get married with their family present. Sure. Where are you going to get a priest? <laughs> Alice admits that she got ordained online, assuming she would do it for them in prison. So Alice just approves of the marriage across the yeah. board. Because she's like, yeah, I'll help him. Why not? I wonder if they ever do this in prison. 
I wonder if like ever like men like ever get married in prison or women ever get married in prison. Oh, gay couples getting married in prison? Who knows? Yeah, why not? Alice finishes up marrying Charles and Chick because why would we? Why would we show that? Of course, we got to cut around <laughs> the wedding. Nothing dramatic is going to happen there. It's 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 still the design of the room is pretty weird and pretty good. Yeah. Also, she's it, ordained by the Universal Life Church, whatever that means. I think that is a thing. Is or that a real thing? Simi- I think something similar is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. The doorbell rings and Glenn enters. He and Charles know each other. Charles is like, you, you auditioned for my role, right? Glenn's <laughs> like, that's right. I tried out to be Charles. We are exactly the same person. Yeah. It's weird that we're meeting now. I, I assumed we would never share the screen because then you might figure <laughs> it out. Uh, I wonder if they've ever like sat next to each other in an audition room though. Right. Like amazing betty asks glenn is it are you writing your dissertation on us because you didn't get the role of charles <laughs> that's <laughs> it that's the whole thing <laughs> the whole game and chick 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 goes well i don't count and charles says of course you do babe and that was the moment that was the moment <laughs> i was like perfect yeah no, don't exactly keep them keep bringing them back i want them i want them around a lot <laughs> like i know i want them around all the time yeah. i think it's excellent like even if they're just like on zoom or something and like just giving their opinion on being like weird and like betty has to accept them betty is like not game for it she needs to be game you know it's funny if she's game (laughs) yeah right right the problem is betty doesn't want to do any of this stuff and it's no it's arguably fun no exactly like let them have fun i i i gotta give chrissy maroon credit you know she wrote she wrote the thing that saved chick (laughs) Exactly. The one thing. Now I have to know, was the script chick comes in with long blonde hair or It was a character did, choice did, by Hart did, Denton. Did Hart Denton show up to Canada and be like, I grew my hair out in quarantine? They're like, Okay, let's okay. do it. Or I is mean, it a honestly, wig? I don't know, but I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna find out. I bet he has long hair. He seems like a long hair man. Yeah, it it it's better on him. He doesn't yeah, look works. like a skeleton anymore. Yeah, no, it works. It's those it's those nice cheekbones. He's a model. He just gotta, you know, mm. softens the features or something. Charles yeah. points a gun at Glenn and tells the twins about the pincushion man, who is of course a a a, a pin who wears a pincushion around his pants. And <laughs> so it doesn't make any balloons. sense, right? Cause... Or in some parts of the country, like easy commutes from New York, uh, it's where the youngest family of the members sticks a pin into Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i still think it's weird that he's the pincushion man because he doesn't do any of the stabbing well i guess i guess they've never heard of your version of the pincushion man right exactly the the classic version so juniper is man. juniper is youngest by three minutes although arguably charles just have both the kids stab him what are you what it are is. you waiting for yeah exactly <laughs> they're I mean, twins I think a, don't make this don't, don't give her a complex <laughs> Right. She will carry that forever. Chick hands her a very large knife, calls it a pin, and tells her to stick it into Glenn. Betty Honestly, goes, seemed excited. Yeah, yeah. Charles, she's nine. She will never recover. And I would know. I bashed a cat's head in and then forgot about it for years. <laughs> yeah, until people reminded me I actually was pretty recovered. Yeah, I was actually okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's still hope for the, oh, except for the, I guess the fingernail thing. There's yeah, still hope for the twins. Sure. There's still hope for the twins to not be fucked up. And Charles admits she's right, but then Betty has to take her hurt turn. Betty, Betty happily stabs Glenn. Honestly, if she just did it, 
and there was <laughs> right. no plan. I I wish I wish you didn't whisper in her e- in his ear to trust him. I wish she was like, okay, and then bam. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh man, yeah. he, that nobody, wasn't an artery. Fuck. Nobody Oops. likes Glad. Yeah. Oh no, Glenn. she murdered Glad. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> How can we possibly get over this one? She tells Glenn to rot in hell and then throws the knife into Chick, which is cool, but also no, don't hurt Chick. I need him now. <laughs> Chick is perfect. Saint Chick. Charles Charles and Alice struggle on the floor. We hear a bang. He falls off her, shot in the chest. Well, no, don't hurt him either. I can't no. have Chick without him. Yeah, like cool, hot, serial killer <clears throat> gay uncles. That's what I want for <laughs> this show. That's the next logical step. You gotta, you gotta, like, you should bring him out of prison and, like, have him help hunt down this new serial killer. Whatever. Exactly. Yes. You know? Perfect. You know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier teaming up with Zemo. Everyone's doing it. I don't know what that means because I have not watched it yet. I know I should. Eh, it's don't good. Worry about it. Yeah, I haven't heard anything like super. It's been yet. really weird structurally. I think it might actually be better as a binge. Okay, well maybe I'll do it a but, few um, more weeks. Uh, 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 Emily Van Camp does kick a lot of ass in episode three. I do really like her because I'm a big revenge person. Right, right. She gets her yeah. big revenge on a bunch of guys in amazing a, among some shipping containers. Perfect. Sounds like great. it's her. It's her John Wick scene. Okay, amazing. A plus. Good job. So anyway, after Alice shot him in the chest, they just they just go to go to jail, I guess. We don't really see that cuz why would we why would we show the scene where where the problem gets solved? They are okay though. We do yeah. hear that they're okay. Betty tells Alice that Glenn is okay. She just gave him a flesh wound like she planned. Is that a Monty Python reference? I I flesh wound. I feel like anytime somebody says flesh wound, probably He's actually dead. <laughs> Charles Glenn is dead. Yeah. 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 No, he's fine, Mom. I would never do that. Right. I would never lie to you about if someone's alive or dead either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Charles is in the ICU and looks like he'll make it, and nobody gives a shit about Chick. I know. No one hey, questions. No me? one is like, "Is he okay? You stabbed him pretty hard." They're just like, "All right, he's gone too." Cool, cool, cool. They uh, better come back. They better come back. Swear to God. Yeah, now, now, I don't put them back in jail. Let them escape. Damn. Yeah. None of yeah. the prison people escape this episode. Isn't that weird? Yes. Well, I guess Frank does. Kind and of, yeah. Penelope. I, I, I do find it very funny, the idea that Penelope, like, nobly went to prison and then probably after the first day was like, I changed my mind. I don't want to be. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Nightmare child. I do love how she calls Cheryl Nightmare child every yeah, time. It's, it's weird that it's like an endearing thing now. I like it. Because it's like, it's not, but it is. I, I think that's cute. Betty tells Alice that the FBI is relocating the Lonely Highland, lonely Highway case upstairs. But she'll keep on looking for Polly. I don't really know what that means, Betty. That's vague. Is, are you moving upstate? Or are you no, still around here? She's... Well, apparently she's loading a gun, starting a truck, and hitting the road. I, I still don't get it. I, I yeah I, it's it's kind of I guess she's going undercover it's why make it so vague yeah you could just say I have a plan and I'm not going to be part of the FBI to do it or something like that right for sure it is very confusing but that's the end of that plot well we have one more yes the Jughead Mothman one so <clears throat> Jughead and Tabitha danced to Hungry Like the Wolf by Duran Duran for like two seconds and decided to kiss <laughs> And that's as much of the song as we can afford. Right. And so. right. 10 seconds. We got to cut it hard cut there. They awkwardly say goodbye. Right. That's the. 
so you know how the the wedding song was royalty free and the yeah. and the other song was royalty free. All the money went to the little of hungry like like the wolf came on. Exactly. And last episode or two episodes ago, Stupid Love by Lady Gaga, that was like most of their music budget. Uh, so. Yeah, that might have actually taken out this whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, they cannot have a proper wedding. God song. forbid we just show a football game. <laughs> I mean, honestly. That can't entertain very, people for very long. Not me. Would never. Would never <laughs> would entertain me for, for that you. long. You so. watched All American. Yeah, I just skipped through the. I literally just skipped through the football. That's parts. hilarious. Like I've actually and so broken done that. that. That's so messed up. I just I can't. I it's can't the hardest it. stuff to shoot. I mean, look, they didn't have to do a football show. I wanted the OC, but like, <laughs> right? In LA. You just wanted a new the OC, and exactly. they had to make it about football. I know. It's like ugh. same thing with One Tree Hill. It's like I don't care if Nathan wants to go to the NBA. I could not give a shit. But it is what it is. Sam calls Sam Jughead's agent calls Jughead from apparently the only hot dog cart in all of New York City. Yeah. The same hot dog cart where Jughead and him got a meal a couple episodes ago. Is this where Sam eats all of his meals? Is he regularly taking meetings at this so hot that, dog cart? That is how his often hot does he go here? Is he a regular and how is his health? I think he is the hot dog stand owner and that he is an agent on the side. <laughs> yeah. So that's my other two reference. It's he's, the same. He's, he's skimming off the top. He's taking the best yeah. hot dogs for himself. Exactly. That one doesn't exactly. look diseased. Have you seen... Those are gross. God. Apologies to anyone listening from out of country, but have you seen that Liberty Mutual commercial? I don't think where, so. Where it's the guy standing up, it looks like a hot dog stand, talking about his how unique his business is. And a guy comes over and is like, I'll take one. And then he just pulls a wet <laughs> teddy bear out and slops it in this guy's hand. What? And then gets out from behind his his car Why? and goes, "Wet teddy bears, come and get them. Nothing wetter in New York City." Why? No, that's so weird. Why is that a commercial? I don't know. It's so. It's look. That is very funny, but I have a lot of questions. Wait, this isn't a hot dog stand. No, can't you see the sign? Wet teddy, wet teddy, bears. teddy bears. It is on the sign. Wet teddy bears. One hundred percent wet. That's so weird. It doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. Jughead's agent gets his wet teddy bear <clears throat> and tells Jughead that Pop Culture Weekly, which is Entertainment Weekly. Entertainment Weekly. So we're doing the New York Times, but not yes. Entertainment Weekly. It's always weird what things manage to be the real world and what don't. I kind of wish that they changed everything just for fun. Yeah, yeah. You know? Then then I wouldn't be asking anything to be real in this show. Right, exactly. The thing Jacker is, cracks. the first season very much wasn't trying to do that. Yes. And the show has gotten more campy and cartoonish since. I just love that the first season was, and then we found out that Clifford Blossom had heroin barrels in his room, right. in, his, in his barn. And I was like, oh, fuck, okay. That's kind of intense. Yeah. And then it was like, we will never mention heroin right. ever But again. now we all do Jingle Jangle. Right, exactly. Yeah, Much more fun. Much more fun. There had to have been yeah. a note, right? Someone made be. them had change. Had to be. Someone was like, we don't... But they do have shows on the CW where heroin is a thing. Yeah. Um, all American talks about real issues all the time. Yeah, it's not like the network. It's I don't think it was necessarily a network note about like the network doesn't want to touch heroin. It might be a Berlanti thing, though. None of the Berlanti Maybe. shows mess with this kind of stuff. It might be. A, yeah, it could be that. It could be, yeah, it could be for sure. 
it could also just be let's keep it cartoonish and fun so we kind of attract the same superhero audience mm. you know i could see that it also you don't really want it to be so dark this show you want I, it to be I dark guess. but you don't I want don't it know, to be man. i mean i i don't i don't want it to be dark the way like the sinner is dark you know yeah like i, w- I want it to be fun dark sure well they go with that. pop culture weekly wants something sensational stephen king vibes can jughead do that I'm asking you. Do you think Jughead can do that? No, I <laughs> think we've all established how I feel about The Stephen King is method that. is just to write straight through and not really plan. <laughs> I, Jughead, I, I just oh man, this pissed me off so much. But we'll get there. We'll get there. So Jughead gets some writer's block, and next thing we know, he's talking to Tabitha. She apologizes first for kissing him. He does too. Things are complicated. He says he never recovered from Betty. And it that Jessica, was so long ago. Right. Uh, her your like, high school girlfriend from seven years ago. Like, it was long, high school. Yeah, you did it for, like, two years. And I understand that you guys went through shit. But, like, move on. Hey. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Jessica was bad for him. They would drink and party a lot and break up and get back together. So, Tabitha is sure. eager to just be friends with him. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, actually, I realized you were a basket case, so maybe yeah. this is better I, for me. You know, when I saw the chest tattoo, I was like, nah. Yeah, no, not not here for this. Also, Archie's single. He <laughs> seems stable. I think Tabitha and Archie should talk. I and yeah, it's I think weird that would that actually they haven't. be great. I think that that would be a great like, couple. Does she, she knows Jughead lives with Archie? Not nothing. No, like, hey, this your is friend, a long game. Like, I'm worried about him. <laughs> no, it's, no. I all of, why I get why Archie out? had to go to talk to Frank because we wanted to establish that Frank was in prison so that he could get out of prison. But like, shouldn't Archie be talking to Jughead about these problems? Why don't these kids talk to each other? Why did we need more Frank on the show? Right. You <laughs> like know how not... the audience was clamoring for Frank Andrews <laughs> to come back. Right. Right. Yeah. We all loved that episode. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing that we had to bring him back, but. It's what it is, I guess. <clears throat> well, last time Jughead had bad writer's block, he took maple rush- mushrooms. Just a quick note, not everything has to be syrup-themed. Right, especially if these aren't from the maple. You could have just said mushrooms. Mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like made up anything else. Right, but he managed yeah. to write 500 pages. Okay, no he fucking did it. <laughs> like, like, okay, the, the most I've ever written, I wrote, I... I wrote a whole script in one day. Yeah. Once. Yeah. That like a, a it was like a sitcom script. And that it wasn't good. But it took me the whole day and I didn't really stop. Right, but he's going to do Fuck it him. in like a single trip, right? 500 right. pages. I can't with him. I can't. <laughs> no you did not. You lie. You lie to everyone. You lie to yourself. <laughs> I can't. I can't. He's just the worst kind of writer that I know. The worst kind of film school kid almost. Like, ugh. Nah, nah. I need inspiration. I have to take drugs. Right. I'm like, then you're not a good writer. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. I wasn't convinced otherwise, truthfully, but I can't. Well, apparently, Jughead has some personal trauma he cannot access, and he's hoping these will help. You know what could help? Therapy. Yes, therapy absolutely could help. Maybe when Vanessa gets back, you should start talking to her. 
isn't it weird that he doesn't have therapy, like, doesn't need therapy from, like, being beaten to a pulp and being almost murdered, he like, several times? He didn't need physical therapy from being beaten to death <laughs> one time and left no. for dead another time. Yeah, and that wasn't enough trauma for him, which I think is interesting. Like, that wasn't something he ever needed to chat with anybody about. It's just a weird thing. The brain mm-hmm. is a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Jughead's brain is weird. Well, Tabitha doesn't want to help him do drugs or she doesn't want to do drugs with him nor does she want to watch him do that that's how i would feel too if jughead presented that's this fair. to me he's a very stable <laughs> stable person also that sounds miserable i don't want to participate in that at all you're the last person i want to do drugs with jughead. I, god doing drugs alone with jughead in the sex bunker that's, horrible experience that's not a good night no it's definitely not it's really not. You that's gonna mess up him that's gonna mess him up too. That's not a good environment for that. No. And it does. It, it does, does mess him up. It does mess him up. I will say there is something Tabitha does, which I think is literally the stupidest thing oh, she's ever no. done. We'll, we'll, yes, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah. Jughead calls his man Speedy, which is a great drug dealer name. A little on the nose, but and sure. like, Hey, hey, how you doing? Oh, that's great. Can you anyway, can I get some drugs? I would like some mushrooms. Yeah, what about those mushroom drugs? What about those mushrooms that you water with maple syrup? Are they? Sure. And then he says, oh, I moved out of the city. Can you send a runner to Riverdale? And Speedy's like, of course I know Riverdale. It's only a short commute away. (laughs) Right, right. Also, I'm like, okay, are you going to pay for this person to get out here? Like, sure. Okay. Yeah. And it turns out it's his girlfriend. It's Jessica. I... I would actually love to have her, like, around for an episode, and I think they should have gone the distance and had him do the drugs with her, but... No. No, we can't have an Asian character stick around on the show and have important things happen. I mean, I just was very shocked that we were going to see Jess again, but not Korra. Yeah, I... You're right. We all thought Korra would be the one who would keep being a thing over the season, and she's just gone. The debt collectors also done yeah they're loving getting his three dollars an hour yeah very weird very weird yeah that's all he needed to do was take a waiter job (laughs) like he could have just done that you know they have those in new york yeah it's a weird thing (laughs) he really had to make very little money to get them off his back so much work though absolutely bizarre tabitha comes over interrupting jessica and jughead and says, hey, are those the shrooms we're doing? For a second, I was like, wait, is she? Because I would have loved that, too. If Tabitha were joining him, that could no. have been fun. But she uh, she's lying. She's telling Jessica that she's Jughead's new girlfriend to scare the ex away. God, I hate that she wants to be his girlfriend. It makes Jessica? me sad. No, Tabitha. Yeah. Like, well, it's sad. Yeah. You know, maybe. <laughs> maybe she can fix him. <laughs> No, I hate that. She's so beautiful and smart. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. I love how little chemistry him and Betty have now because that was my OTP. Not OTP, that's not true. But that was like Betty and Jughead. I love Betty and Jughead. I don't know why. It must be a conscious choice, right? We joke that they haven't been doing scenes together, but they do scenes together in this episode. So they they do. Or maybe it's because, you know, they were dating and they broken up that it's easier for them to play as no chemistry anymore. I know. It is a little weird. I always feel I, bad for actors who date on a show together. Absolutely horrific. Up. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe they have a good relationship, like, even though they're not dating. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder if maybe 
it's part of it <clears throat> if it's even just like hey like maybe we don't do this to them like right. maybe we don't like you know ruin their lives for a bit for a tv show <laughs> oh i'm kidding they're probably fine they're professionals jess says it'll be 500 dollars for the for the for the mushrooms that's Jack asks if incredibly she expensive spot him what was your plan man <laughs> oh i didn't want to pay for these i wanted you to yeah, come out you here always for gonna city. ask whoever showed up to spot you for them <laughs> right conveniently it's someone you know but like otherwise right it would have been a runner or is so... this an upsell did she change the price i'm confused she tells him he has a week until she comes calling. So I guess she could be back. That could be fun. I mean, she, she could be back. She also might I, never show up again. Yeah. I mean, she could come back and they could have another weird sex bunker situation and that would be fun. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we'll see. Maybe. Yeah. So Tabitha tells Jughead she's supporting him only this once since he's gone and done it anyway and she couldn't stop him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tabitha, honey. Okay, this is not the bad decision, actually. But Tabitha later. <laughs> serves Jughead a burger where she cooked the shrooms into a sauce, which is neat. You know, Jughead confusing. probably would have just eaten those straight. Jughead <laughs> tells Tabitha that she doesn't have to stay with him in the sex bunker, which is fair. She'd probably be very bored. Uh, yes. She just needs to check in on him periodically. So she checks in on him literally twice, which <laughs> is more, which is which is which is not enough. <laughs> it's definitely not like spotting someone in no, any no. He, capacity he needed, he needed more than that and oh yeah. boy so Jughead's tripping balls when she shows back up he's ecstatic to see her it's very cute uh, he wants her to dance with you and he tells her that he finished the first part of his book she tells him that she doesn't want to dance or hang out he calls her a Betty mm. <gasps> I mm. hated it hated Ooh, this don't do that to people no, 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 no. Everything about that was so bad. Also, when so has mean. Betty ever ruined your fun? She went along with, like, everything you ever wanted to do. Also, Betty literally stripped in front of your dad once. Like, Betty's, <laughs> Betty is down, okay? Like... I don't know what like, you're don't, talking about. <clears throat> don't say this, Betty. Don't. So, Tabitha, in an, in an effort to get Jughead to focus on writing, handcuffs him to the desk. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, God, No. There's also candles everywhere. Don't, do not do that to a person in a highly suggestive mental state. Also, just don't do this like, to anyone, like, period. Like, that, like, you don't know what he's been through, but that that will immediately change where his brain yeah. is at oh, for the rest yeah. of the night. It's a weird thing for her to do, and it made me wonder if there was something more to Tabitha, gonna be I, honest. I don't... <laughs> boy, oh boy, you should have talked to him about that being a thing you kind of wanted to do because he would have said, no, don't do that. He begs her not to leave him like that. And she's like, bye, write your book. Yeah, like I imagine caring also this much about Jughead's fucking book that you have to handcuff him. I, like, it's, it's crazy that she like hired this guy like a month ago and he's yeah, now all in on his literary career. It's uh, There has to be something more because I refuse to believe she just likes his personality. <laughs> Maybe he's like, like a really on. good uh assistant uh bus chef play, whatever bus whatever yeah, his job no. is he's absolutely not because it is not his priority but i whatever. like that neither of them are involved with uh the white worm leblanc nut at all oh yeah no not no. even a little bit it kind of is a chore for her to have that right. there I'm she's sure. like that's someone else's problem yeah yeah <clears throat> that so... seems like a fire hazard by the way that whole establishment <laughs> it's yeah you can't get out of there no Jughead sees Jessica appear around him. 
uh, she said to them to calm down and get lit. She's in the mood to fool around. I like this girl's performance. Yeah, she's really good. I I, I think it's really idea. interesting that she's calling him that he would he went by Jones apparently with most people. Yes, he did in, in New York. Jones. I I think she's very different than Betty, and I'd actually like to see more of her. And yes, figure out what but, she's about, even if she is toxic for him. But then would it be I kind of want to see that. Tabitha? Yes, that would be fun. I kind of feel so bad for Tabitha in a lot of ways, even though she shouldn't have locked Jughead into that right. room. But she she definitely doesn't know any better. Have you seen the movie? Have I talked about this already? The Hole. Have you seen it? I don't think so. So The Hole is about um, this group of kids. I think I have talked about it because of the bunker. But it's about this group of kids who, um, in order to like avoid going on like a shitty field trip with their boarding school, they decide to spend, spend spring break <laughs> In like an old World War II bunker in the woods, because that would be more fun. Oh, dude, yeah, sick. I did that one year. <laughs> yeah, right. As we all have done. But the problem is they get locked in, and it shit happens. I honestly love that movie. It's like one of my favorite movies. Is it good? Probably not. But you should watch it. Really okay. enjoyable. Yeah, really enjoyable film. Jughead sees Betty next, and she's dressed like high school which i thought was a great choice yes she's very nice to him tells him it's okay it was awful what she did to him could you forgive her is this the trauma he's still dealing with because i like that's the that's the implication right imagine listen i've got some things that are repressed my ex-girlfriend kissed my best friend (laughs) oh i would punch him so hard in the face (laughs) like oh so hard but she frees him from the handcuff and they fall into bed together. Jughead sees a rat, then sees these two headlights looming in the tunnel. Betty apologizes to him for kissing Archie. Jughead sees a mothman in the tunnel with different bright light behind it. Uh, we get audio of, uh, of uh, Jessica saying, I can help you out of this jam, baby. We get a close up of the mothman and the lights again. And then Jughead wakes up alone in the sex bunker, but still free of the cuffs. And he finds a full manuscript for episode four, The Transubstantiation, written by itself. (sighs) Then light pours in from the ladder with engine noises. Uh, Transubstantiation, Mm. by the way, is the conversion of the substance of the Eucharistic elements into the body and blood of Christ at consecration. Huh. Only the appearances of bread and wine still remaining. I don't think that Jughead is a Christ-like figure. You don't think that? You don't get that vibe I from don't him? know. Somehow, no. Imagining Jesus going, I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> you see this crown of thorns on my head? <laughs> well, that's bad, but also hilarious. Happy Easter, everyone. Tabitha, happy Easter. <laughs> this is the Easter special, of course. This is the Easter special. <laughs> it did come out Easter week. I'm not saying it's a coincidence. Right, and that's why the families get back together. Exactly. It's all an Easter special. <laughs> uh, Tabitha comes to get Jughead the next day. <laughs> Finds bloody handprints on the manuscript and the bloody handcuff hanging from the desk. Well, she's going to feel terrible about this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just imagine he would die in a burning building sort of situation when chained and couldn't escape. But this is also bad. And that's that's the episode. So. Amazing. Caitlin, who aged like fine wine? 
And why is it Charles? I mean, is it Charles or is it Chick? Because I'm giving it to Charles. And you know what? Chick always feels left out, so I'm going to give it to Chick. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, thank and you. And who is your Riverdale Citizen of the Week? Not Tabitha. I feel like Jess really came through in a pinch. I I guess. <laughs> I'm proud of her for, for getting out of town before everything went nuts. Exactly. Yeah. Gonna give it huh. to the to the wind. <laughs> oh yeah. No, yeah. The actually Penelope Blossom. In, you know, she... in all in all seriousness, Archie did save many people's lives tonight. Oh uh, right, I guess that did happen. So I guess I'm... that's good. There was something kind of silly about all of his action scenes. Like they were trying very hard, but it just didn't it feel worked. right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe if I knew any of those parents, like right, who are your children? You know, we we had there was like a shot last week of Veronica talking to Britta's mom. If we'd just I been like, "Hey, Britta's mom," it would have been like, "Oh, I." I don't want Britta's mom. Hello, to get Mrs. Hurt. Britta's mom. But like mom. the criminals weren't even gonna kill those people; they were just gonna rob those people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It, mm. Yeah. It's silly, but it I was thought it, cute. I had a lot of fun with this episode, but I don't think I have a citizen of the week. Yeah, I guess Archie kind of deserves it. You wanna you wanna hop in that rumor mill? What do you want to talk about? Well, my theory was that the Mothmen were radioactive, and apparently that Palladium is not radioactive. Mm-hmm. I have to make some adjustments to my life. I think. The Palladium could come into play. I hope it does with Veronica and Chad. Interesting. In theory, if they okay. bought Cheryl's farm before Hiram could, mm. or like if like if they mined some Palladium, that would solve all of their money problems, wouldn't it? I guess I don't really know much about Palladium, but clearly it's just highly valuable. It's more valuable than gold. <laughs> Diamonds of gold. Diamonds Diamond. of gold. That's right. Palladium is just diamonds of gold. Diamonds of gold. <laughs> Honestly. Wow. Wow. Still hilarious. <laughs> Still hilarious after all this time. God. I, you know, I've been laughing about that to myself for so many years. I'm just glad to share it with you. <laughs> diamonds of gold. Points. Diamonds of gold, baby. Amazing. Absolutely so weird. Yeah. I God. That's a good call, though. Do you think that Hiram is actually trying to help the town? Was that what you were inferring earlier? That no, he's no, gonna... no. Hiram's oh, building a okay. theme park. What are you right. talking about? <laughs> that would help the town. No, Let he me just absolutely say that. wants this town gone. The But he is also accessing something that could 100% save the town. So if the good guys figure out that there's palladium underneath Cheryl's farm, they can use that, right? Hiram's hiding his mining from everyone he's right. mining inside of a prison and he's like stay away from my theme park building site uh, like like they named a real thing that is really useful in many things it's like unobtainium in 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 avatar you know you know avatar your favorite film franchise oh right right right, right, right. can't wait for avatars four through five they didn't even make the second one how crazy is oh, right. that? We Two haven't even seen five. the second one. Right. It's been, the first one came out in 2009. I was a senior in high school and now I'm seven years out of right, college. Right. 12 years later, the perfect time to strike with that sequel. No, like literally senior in high school. I've been out of college for seven years. Made all the That's... money in the world and left no cultural footprint. <laughs> it's very true. Insane. Very, very true. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know I think... about these moth men. I'm... I'm betting I don't, we'll see 
Jughead come back from wherever he's been and be like, oh, I was with yeah. the Mothman. But I don't know what that's going to mean. I, I don't know how they give us a satisfying answer to this that isn't their aliens. Aliens. Yeah, I know. I think it's going to be weird, but regardless, I feel like we're going to be like, huh? But that doesn't fit every single piece of the puzzle. But it'll I be would, okay. I would support an X-Files kind of like, you'll never know for sure. Yeah. Resolution. I think they could get away with it. Maybe. But I don't know for sure. Yeah. No, I get that. It can only work if Dreyfus is murdering everyone on the street. I don't like the idea of the Lost Highway Killer just being like anyone, though. I hate that. That it being a group? It, it could be a group, but I don't like the idea of it being like, it could just be like one random person who killed one random person one time, and now it's another person who killed one random person. Like, I don't like that. Do you think Do you think Chad and Veronica's marriage will be saved, or do you think it's no. doomed no matter what? Varchi is going to persevere. I'm so sorry. <sighs> Gross. My question is, when will Betty and Jughead get back together? Maybe not. You know, maybe, maybe that was like a conversation they had with the writers. Was like, maybe we don't, want, we don't want to go back to this. I, Although I, they made yeah. them, they made them kiss in a bed together this week. So I, I can't imagine truly. And I know that some shows have done this, where it's like you think a couple will end up together and then they don't. And it, but I just can't imagine Betty and Jughead not ending up together. I feel like it would be kind of wrong or something. I, and it's not... I, I, I believe that, yeah, series finale-wise, maybe they'll get together by yeah. that point. But I'm kind of hoping that's like a, you know, like a How I Met Your Mother in the future, they're together maybe. again kind of thing. And not, yeah. a, not a like, we're endgame forever. I still don't trust Tabitha completely. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, just, I trust her completely. I think she's. Yeah. I think she made a really bad call this week. But <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think be, that was that was because she's bad. I, I don't think she's bad. I just don't trust her completely. I feel like there's something we're missing. But I do really like her, so I'm on her side, really, no matter what she does. I think it's not a great sign that the most fun I've had with Betty in a long time was a story that completely ignored the poly of it all right right i i don't care about poly unfortunately i'm not really worried about i'm fine with poly being just gone i know i think also poly um is a psychopath and i think we don't talk oh, about it there are, yeah glenn should be writing his dissertation on poly yeah poly the, has who is this person right like poly has some very questionable behavior in the past and Every time she gets brought in, it's like she's a new character and we're supposed to forget about like, right. all but the then, bad and things she's done. She gets brought in with a whole new personality and the show is like, you remember Polly, the right. sister no, we love. No, not really. <laughs> right, no, no, we don't. But that's okay. I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm excited for the future and I feel like that's all that matters. Where do you think Cheryl's stuff is going? I absolutely have no idea. No idea. None. Zero idea where Cheryl's stuff is going. Maybe maybe the thing with Cheryl this whole time is that they've never really had a plan. They just come in every week and go, what do I want to do with Cheryl? I think Cheryl was never supposed to be the character she ended up being. I think she, she was, was always supposed to be a... probably a recurring cast member who... Yes. Wowed everyone. Power of character and actor made them go, we should make this a regular. Yes. But they've never known what to do with her. Right. I mean, they did in season one. I thought she kind of worked in season yeah, one pretty well. Yeah, because she was the victim of the case that they were solving. Exactly. 
I think she should have been more like, I think she should have been older. Her whole experience from that case didn't leave her a changed person. Like, like, I mean, it did, right? Then she burned down her home and she was like, I'm going to be different for like two episodes of season two. And then she just wasn't. You know what I actually would have loved? Make Polly like a senior when they were, make uh, Cheryl a senior when they were sophomores. Have have her go to college. Have, we'll have her come back as the cheerleading coach or something like that. Sure. And have yeah. her be around, but not necessarily like involved in the plots. Although you know how, how awful it is when she's a coach. Right. Well, yes. But like she could be something fun. You know, she could be like there, but like in a different capacity. It's not that I don't love Cheryl. It's just like, she always feels like she's in a different story. Yeah. She's in a different show. This one, especially with the dialogue and everything. Yeah. She's in an entirely different show. And like, you know, maybe just spin her off, move her to, or like send her to. None of the spinoffs are still happening. Nancy Drew. No, that'd be really weird. Really, totally wouldn't work. (laughs) She'd be like, "I knew it. Curses are real." (laughs) She's like, "Wow, I feel so seen here." (laughs) Everybody, like one, like everybody. uh, No, everyone would fucking hate her on that (laughs) show. (laughs) No, No. But they think she was a ghost or something. No <laughs> right. human. That's could not be a this real way. person. <laughs> Why is she so saturated? Her hair, her lipstick. <laughs> the so color weird. is entirely different on her. So strange. But yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, I'm curious to see what could happen with Cheryl. What are you watching? Uh, not really that much. I'm watching Dollhouse right now. Just kind of moving through that. I love it. It's, you know, I was talking to Jacob about it, and he was. Uh, he was saying, oh, yeah, that's kind of problematic, right? And I'm like, yes, kind of, yes. But it's also not, I don't care. And I know that's bad. But, like, <laughs> I, not that, I mean, look, the Joss Whedon stuff is extremely bad and troubling. Right, but also, um, like, the, the show about sex trafficking. Dolls, yeah. It's a little, it's a little icky at times. But when I say I don't care, I, I more mean... I am enjoying it regardless, but yeah, I am you're, critical you're of its problems. You're still finding entertainment in it. Yes. And you're aware and I, of those things. And I'm still, that. yeah. It's not that I don't care, people. I'm so sorry I said that. But you know what I mean? It's like, it's like I'm watching it having never watched it before. And I think if I watched it at the time, I would have really, really, really gotten excited about it. It's just kind of cool to see a show that I haven't seen before that has a concept that I feel like is new to me. Or something, and I it makes it's making me think. For those who haven't seen it, it's basically programmable people. Um, so you have you know dolls as they call them, and they're just people. Um, but you can program them to have any personality or skill set within reason that you want them to have. So the only thing I will say is that sometimes they pull the trick of you didn't know he was a doll, but he's a doll a little too often. But enjoying it. What about you, John? Listen. I did watch Minari last night. Was it good? Instead, you liked it? I'm going to talk about the big monkey that punches the giant lizard on HBO Max. Because y'all, what? Godzilla oh, versus right. Kong. Oh my god! <laughs> no I, idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I liked the first Godzilla. I thought that one okay. was really cool look and tone and made Godzilla seem huge. But maybe, yeah. maybe hid Godzilla too much. Maybe held off on the giant lizard a little bit too much. I was, okay. in a, I was in a Kong Skull Island, even though Jordan Vogt Roberts knows what he did. Uh, okay. <laughs> but the second Godzilla sucked. You couldn't see anything in it. Oh, that's bad. But Godzilla versus Kong 
is so simple with the giant monster stuff where it's like, listen, if we get Kong off this island, Godzilla's just going to try to kill him. That's just how it is. We all know this. I know this. You know this. But then, sure. but then they do it anyway. I will say the human stuff, way too complicated. I don't know yeah, why I- we had to work this hard and also be this dumb to get them to get, like, you didn't need to say, we got to go to the center of the earth, which is hollow on the inside, to discover the ancient monkey what? tribe. Okay. <laughs> but it's worth it for the moments for the for like the last 45 minutes, which is just King Kong fighting Godzilla in Hong Kong. They can't just no fight. regard for human life. They can't just like kill those guys. Like I don't know. Oh, like, no, you know what we, I mean? we most of the time we like Godzilla. Okay, why though? Godzilla Godzilla's main purpose in these movies is to kill any monster that threatens the 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 status quo of earth so okay. you know he he in theory is out to protect us okay as long as we don't fuck with him he won't fuck right. with us but cool. then in this movie he starts killing people because it turns out these scientists have decided to fuck with him and build a mecha godzilla okay king kong is also pretty chill with people he mostly right. hangs out on his island and fights these lizards and monsters called 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 skull crawlers, and right. he's lonely. Oh, they're just two lonely, lonely, very strong souls. But because apparently Kong could usurp Godzilla's position as alpha, they gotta fight. They just have to. They just have to fight. They gotta fight. Okay, I have a question. And yeah. guys, skip ahead. Who wins? Who wins the fight? Uh, Godzilla defeats Kong. Okay. Then Mechagodzilla is about to absolutely destroy Godzilla. Okay. When Alexander Skarsgård, who's so boring in this movie, absolutely miscast. His guy is like a (laughs) disgraced scientist getting a second chance. And he plays him as just like, cool, I'm just here. Yeah. Kind of want to see him in that, but okay. So, Uh, and so so he blows up a hover ship, like 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 a super magnetic hover ship or whatever on on kong which gives him it's like a defibrillator i guess uh-huh and then and then kong and godzilla team up and defeat mecha godzilla and then kong basically bows to godzilla at the end oh okay so everybody's fine yeah yeah they're that's okay cute. but like that's nice I, I mean it's a little demeaning for kong yeah i guess for kong but eh, he's fine but uh, also minari is also very good it's a really good Minari, yeah. performance and i just saw that the grandma won a sag award last night which is pretty pretty rad because that competition was a lot of well-known american actresses and for this korean woman to win was pretty 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 cool i it's like the just little like a story kid, i've never seen before the kid who won though at the golden globes i think the little or boy something like yes i forgot his name he's so cute oh my god he's adorable so he cried when he won. It was just like, oh my god, it was so cute. But I am very tired now. Well, so <laughs> tell the people where they can find you, and maybe you can d- be done. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets, R E I L O Y Tweets, and you can find us at the Riverdale Register Podcast on Instagram. What about you, John? Uh, you can find me on my blog. Cool, cool, cool. The it's it's called the Catch in the Rye. You might not know w- this, but it's, R-Y. it's actually spelled. Oh my god, yeah, it's spelled W R Y. What a good pun! How'd you know? Amazing, so crazy. Wow, so crazy. Is that it, John? You know. So no more when do we come back to this? July. 
it'll be a bit. Well, everyone, enjoy how just oppressively long our episodes have got. I know. It's kind of weird. It's like we haven't changed. I didn't no, think we we're did. doing the same thing. Are they denser? What's going I on? Know. I think I think the seven year time jump has left us with a lot more things to just tear apart and really look at. <laughs> right. It's like new information. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you guys like long episodes. Anyway, <laughs> over and out, River Vixens. <laughs>